0: This episode of Live Wire is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is... Hello there. Welcome to the best news podcast from Livewire, brought to you by Alaska Airlines. This is the show where we talk about what is going well in the news. Sometimes it takes a lot of scouring by our intern, Jonas Myers, but we always find some <laughs> stuff and we're going to talk about it now. My name is Luke Burbank, by the way. Uh, and my friend Elena Passarello is right over there. Hi, Elena. Hey there. How's it going? It's going great. I'm actually joining you from New York City.
1: New York City. I'll tell you what. That really chaps my hide. You know what I'm doing? Pace Picante ads.
0: (laughs) I lived in New York for many years. I can't say the words New York City without thinking of that Pace Picante ad where they find out the salsa is from (laughs) New York City and it's a uh, real scandal. No, New York in the spring when it hasn't gotten too hot yet. I was just walking around Bryant Park yesterday and I just sat and watched people play ping pong for like two hours. Mm. I was
1: entranced. (laughs) Nothing like a good spring ping pong. Spring pong. That's right.
0: And it also, I mean, I think I walked over there with like 5% of my brain thinking, maybe I'll I'll take on some of these folks. Because, you know, I was the Greenwood Boys and Girls Club regional ping pong champion, not to brag. Get out. Uh, I can't because it's all true. Holy cannoli. So I'm like, I'm sort of like, if you're at, you know, like your aunt's house and it's a barbecue and people are playing ping pong, I would be in the like slightly probably more skilled category. Mm. But for the people who play it like professionally and performatively in Bryant Park in New York, I am not fit to touch the hem of their ping pong paddle.
1: I don't like. think I have ever successfully returned a ping pong service. I don't think I've ever, I've I've, I've hit a ping pong ball mm-hmm. with a paddle that I've held but nobody has ever sent a ping pong across the table at me, and I've been able to successfully return it.
0: This would not be the place to start okay. your tutelage, grasshopper, okay. uh, on, on the road to ping pong proficiency. No. Because it was next level what was going on. But uh, a beautiful, fun night nonetheless. All right. Let's talk about what's good out there in the wider world. Atlanta. what's the best news that you saw this week?
1: Appropriately enough, it's sports news. Oh, okay. (laughs) I always love it when I get sports news because I feel like (laughs) it's like a dog playing a saxophone. Like I just, (laughs) I shouldn't be allowed to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but i think i can handle this because it's not so much about sports as it is about showmanship or okay. uh, it's a, so there's a baseball team in Georgia's coastal plain league which is a league that's somehow affiliated with collegiate level ball and in 2016 a very kind of uh showmanship forward man named jesse cole started the savannah bananas baseball team <laughs> And this is, you know, 2016 uh, pre-widespread use of TikTok. Okay. But this team, he realized that, you know, a lot of people, it was considered kind of common, I guess, when you go to an MLB game, which are like three hours long. Oh, sometimes more. And everybody knew that, you know, you might lose half the crowd once you got to the 12th inning or whatever. I don't know. How many innings are there? 60? Well, an unlimited
0: number. I mean, there's nine, but if you're tied, my mom and I went to a, major league game on mother's day Uh and it went to extra innings Uh. i because i love baseball i always just yell free baseball Uh, (laughs) and everyone just looks at me annoyed like no we have places to be but um yeah this has been like there's a lot of conversation around Baseball games being too long and, for most people, too boring. This is an issue.
1: Yeah, Jesse Cole says in the CNN article that I read, like, we we are asking a group of people who are looking at a new thing on their phone every 20 seconds to sit still and look into the distance for, like, three (laughs) hours. So the Savannah Bananas uh, have—they have league play, but they also have shorter games— and in between the plays of the game, and these are like legit players, man, yeah. they uh they have a lot of ideas of fun things to do. Their bass coach is a trained ballet dancer who does like fouettes and leaps around. Their cheerleaders are a group of grandmother age women called the <laughs> Banana Nanas. That's great. I saw them do a dance routine to Abba's Ballad slipping through my fingers while the rest of the Savannah Bananas laid on their stomachs with their... Um, Uh, fists on their chin and just sort of watched like it was story time (laughs) they had a player at the bat once in stilts they have third inning tiktok dance breaks trick plays one of their players is a college star turned firefighter who also happens to be a rodeo clown it's like i've heard that they're called the harlem globetrotters of american baseball but for me it just seems like Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Baseball, like this wonderful combination of athleticism and showmanship. And apparently they are selling out games. They have a five-figure wait list for people to buy tickets to these games. They have 2.5 million followers on TikTok because they know how to make those videos that the kids love.
0: I see those videos, even though I'm not one of the kids. Like, I've started to see the Savannah Bananas videos pop up in my TikTok for you page and I what I wonder is do you have to be good at dancing to get signed to the Savannah bananas? Because everyone, the players are really good. They do these choreographed dances Mm -hmm. and then like all of a sudden they're hitting a 90 mile an hour baseball.
1: They talk about that a little bit in the uh, article that I read from CNN. There's, there's one player who's really excellent and kind of was like, I don't know if I can do all this other stuff. And they just call it flip the switch, right? You flip the switch off and you're the world's greatest baseball player. You flip the switch on and you're a birthday party clown and you just do what you, can because honestly a baseball player poorly doing a TikTok dance is very funny too like or yes. like poorly doing ballet moves is the base coach like that there's a lot of performance potential in that as well i think i can't wait to go to a game i hear i mean i gotta get on this wait list next time i'm in georgia
0: so if we're ever in savannah you're saying you would go to one of these games with me elena
1: heck fire yeah and i would i know exactly where we would need to go for seafood afterwards so
0: okay yeah uh, well you're on that sounds like a fun uh, a fun weekend in savannah uh, somebody was coming back from a fun weekend of fishing in the Bahamas, a guy named Darren Harrison, mm-hmm. and he was on a Cessna, and it was him, a pilot, and then a friend of the pilot, and like a lot of us would be if you were getting to fly uh, kind of on a, a form of a private jet or at least a private airplane, mm-hmm. Darren Harrison was, was really – Kind of feeling pretty good about himself. He took a picture he put on Instagram of his bare feet in this kind of luxurious mm. leather chair in the airplane, you know, flying over the ocean. Everything was going pretty great until mm. the pilot started complaining about having a headache and feeling fuzzy. And the pilot basically sort of became incoherent and passed out. Oh my God. And the plane starts nosediving. Because it's like a, there's no co-pilot. It, it's just this. No, the, there, there is another person there, but they're not a co-pilot. They are just also a passenger. You got two passengers. And one pilot. And one pilot. Ah! And the one pilot is having trouble. The plane is now just like a stone heading towards ah! the ocean. Darren Harrison still in bare feet because he was just taking a picture of how cool his life is. <laughs> has to reach around the pilot and pull up on the yoke of the of the airplane to basically try to. And he said later in an interview, he was thinking, "If I pull this too quickly, the wings might tear off the plane." Oh my god! So he was trying to gently kind of bring the plane back to some sort of level uh-huh. so that it was not hurtling towards the ocean. And so then he goes, so now the plane is kind of stable. He's not, they're not dropping towards the ocean anymore. They're flying kind of flat, but he has no idea where he is. He doesn't know how to fly an airplane. He's never Small detail. done this he before. Small He doesn't
1: know how to fly an airplane. He goes to grab
0: the radio headset that the pilot was using, but it rips. He's like so jacked up that the wires rip completely oh my out. Oh So... <laughs> Oh, this is- so he has to get the, the other passenger. He's like, you got to give me the headset. And he gets on the headset and just starts calling around to, to try to get in touch with someone. And this is a little hard to make out, but this is Darren Harrison trying to get someone on the radio to recognize that he is flying a plane and doesn't know how to do it. I've got a serious situation here. about pilot gone uh, I have no idea how to fly the airplane, but I'm in 9100. He said, I have no idea how to fly the airplane. <laughs> He sounds relatively calm, He sounds so
1: calm. (laughs) I'm freaking out more than he is, and I'm just sitting in my chair.
0: (laughs) So he gets someone at an air traffic control, you know, because they can all hear this stuff at these various different air traffic control towers at different airports. And one of them says, oh, we got to get Robert up here. There's a guy named Robert Morgan, who's an air traffic controller in Florida, who was on his lunch break, Mm. but he also trains people in how to fly airplanes. Oh, he's a flight instructor. He's a flight instructor. So someone's like, go get Robert. He's on lunch break. So someone like, I don't know, gets in the elevator, goes down the tower, (laughs) however that works.
1: Waits for the elevator, presses the... Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Darren is just out somewhere over the Atlantic. They get Robert, they bring Robert up, and he's like, well, I've never flown that plane before. So someone has to get a printout of the control panel for that kind of airplane so that Robert can, like, look at it and start to kind of, like, help Darren figure out how to get this plane down safely. First of all, they had to figure out where he was. So that, so basically, Darren is like, the navigation screen won't work. He has no idea where they are. Take a hey, listen Lima to this. Delta, maintain wings level and uh, just try to follow the coast, either north or southbound. We're trying to locate you. 6-4, you guys located me? Uh, I can't even get my nav screen
1: to turn on. It has all the... Uh Information on it. you guys any ideas on that?
0: So by the way, their advice is just start flying up and down the coast of Florida. Yeah. Just just follow the land. <laughs> we'll just try to and then we'll try to figure out where you are. They finally get it figured out. So now what this guy, Robert Morgan, that was really smart was he directed this Darren Harrison guy to the Palm Beach International Airport. He said because he wanted him to have the biggest possible target mm-hmm. to land on. So he didn't send him to some like place where crop dusters take off. And right. He was like, let's get you to a very, very big piece of asphalt. And then he started talking him through. This is the flight instructor, Robert Morgan, talking the guy through descending in uh. this airplane try to hold the wings level and see if you can start uh descending for me uh, push forward on the uh controls and uh, descend at a very slow rate and would you believe it he did it i've seen footage of the landing <laughs> how does it look it looks perfect oh my god <laughs> there was a bunch of actual like airline pilots that were sitting in their airplanes ready to take off, you know, for like the major air carriers. Uh-huh. They all hear this on the radio. They were impressed with this guy, Darren's flight skills. This is one of the pilots talking to the tower about how well this guy did. Did you say the passengers landed the airplane? That's correct. Oh, my gosh! Uh, no. no, Great job. No flying experience. (laughs) Now, here's the other nice piece of news. The real pilot of the plane who had the medical emergency was taken to the hospital and is expected now to make a full recovery. Good. That was a little touch and go for a while. Oh, my God. But... (laughs) This guy Darren even said this has always. Whenever he flies in one of these planes, it sounds like this is something he does semi regularly. Uh-huh. He always goes through his mind, "What would I do if something were to happen to the pilot?" And, I mean, <laughs> I think I even have that thought when I'm on like a giant commercial flight. I'm such a narcissist. I assume somehow it would come down to me <laughs> flying the airplane. <laughs> but I think everyone has played that kind of scenario through in their head. And this actually happened to this guy. And the other thing too that he he said as the plane was hurtling towards the water, the thought that he had was. I'm not dying today because his wife is seven months pregnant.
1: Okay. Good Lord. With a daughter. When is and he Oh what a Tom Cruise movie this is turning out to be. I or know. A Tom Hanks or Dead Zell. <laughs> Any Tom. Tom Tony. Arnold. <laughs> Tom uh Tom what's the guy's Tom Green? <laughs> sure. We'll take a Tom Green. Thomas Jefferson. Like, just,
0: this is the idea that he had this like moment of realizing, like, I'm um, this is I'm not dying today because I have too much to get back to land for. Wow. And he did it, and he landed the plane, and he got to meet Robert Morgan, the like there's this photo of Robert Morgan and Darren. Harrison, like right after this happened, they're just standing in front of like an office building where the fl- <laughs> flight people are, and they just look like I mean, maybe he bought like he bought an ATV from the other guy or something. I mean, there's nothing in the photo indicates the harrowing event that had preceded. Whoa. They just look like a couple guys standing on some lawn somewhere in Florida. But anyway, um, all's well that ends well. Thank goodness. And, uh, and also, if any of us find ourselves in that situation, heaven forbid. Uh, we know it's doable. I guess a person with no
1: training can actually land an airplane. Uh, speak for thyself. <laughs> I hope you're on that plane with me then. <laughs> yes,
0: I will, I will try to channel my inner Darren Harrison uh, if I need to. All right, just a little preview of what's coming up on the radio show this week. We're going to be talking about how to get through hard stuff, like, for instance, being in an airplane that's dropping out of the sky with no pilot. Um, Well, we're going to be talking to some people that know about having difficult conversations. Let's say that you're having trouble in the romance department. Maybe use witchcraft to solve it. That's what Alyssa Washuda did. She's got a book of essays out, White Magic, that talks about it. Uh, Then Anna Sale is going to stop by. She literally hosts a podcast about topics that are difficult. The show is called Death, Sex, and Money. Uh, and now she's got a book out called Let's Talk About Hard Things. Um, so, we're going to talk to her about what she's learned about talking about hard things with all those people that she interviews. And then, Juliana Hatfield is going to stop by and play us a song. Speaking of learning things on the fly, Juliana Hatfield had to learn how to record herself because she was making her latest album during the pandemic. She couldn't just go to the recording studio like she normally would. And so she actually learned how to do that. And the result is this awesome record. It's called Blood, and we're going to hear some music from that as well. That is dropping on Friday, as they say, and it'll be on public radio stations all over the country this weekend. So please do tune in for that. All right, a big thanks to everyone who makes the best news podcast possible. Laura Haddon is our executive producer. Our producer and editor is Melanie Sebchenko. Our assistant editor is Trey Hester. Special thanks to our intern, Jonas Myers, possibly the snappiest dresser on the show. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of competition, let me tell you. Also, <laughs> Molly Pettit is our technical director and mixer. Our theme music was composed by A. Walker Spring. And thanks to all of you, the listeners. Hey, if you want to drop us an email, I don't know if you found a 200-year-old French diary that you're translating. Email. <laughs> best news at livewireradio.org. All right. Thanks for listening. We will see you soon. In the meantime, head on out there and have the absolute best week. Best news. Dear Livewire, when we first met, I was really shy. I had no idea we'd spend so much time together or that you'd be one to fill my heart with, with joy and Make me want to be a better person. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were here. I was busy reading a review from one of our many, many rapturously smitten listeners. Oh, wait. Actually, no. Sorry. This is from Elena. Anyway, the point is uh, it would be really helpful if you wanted to leave us a review. Feel free to say really nice things about us. And uh, we'll even read them now and then on the show. So you might hear your review of LiveWire read on the program itself. Uh, Reviews help other people hear about the show, and then we can keep doing this for a long, long time because we love having this job. Uh, Thank you so much. If you've left a review and if you're about to leave a review, you can go ahead and do it right where you get the podcast.